is happening, Fins Up Nation. Welcome to episode 14 of Splash Zone in Miami, a podcast for all Miami Dolphins fans. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by FL Teams. FL Teams is your one-stop shop for all your Florida sports needs. Please visit us at flteams.com or at flteams on social media for all coverage you need, podcasts, articles, tweets, Instagram posts, anything you can think of for all Florida sports teams. That's major, double A, triple A. You've got high school football, anything you can think of in Florida, we've got you covered. My name is Rob Hilbert, Lifelong Dolphins fan here. And really looking forward to bringing you another podcast. Uh, these podcasts are now brought to you by Symbol. That's S-I-M-B-U-L-L. And Symbol is the stock market for you to buy and trade sports teams like stocks and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Boom shakalaka. Symbol has blended sports and the stock market to offer you a new way to invest in and profit off your favorite teams. Use your sports knowledge to buy low. Sell high and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 6,000 plus early adopters who have started to profit off their sports knowledge. Visit www.symbol.com or visit the link in the description to create a free account when you deposit. Make sure to use the promo code FLTEAMS for a $10 deposit bonus to help build your portfolio. On this week's episode, we're going to recap what we've Heard, seen, read about in Dolphins training camp thus far. And let me tell you, it feels like I've never felt in a preseason, offseason training camp time as a Miami Dolphins fan. I'm 33 years old. Been watching this team since I was about six years old. My earliest memory is Stoanovich missing the field goal in 93? I think it was 93. Anyway, what a terrible memory to bring up. I apologize. But let's let's get right to the nitty-gritty here. Tua Tungavailoa looks, looks like he fits the part. He looks like he's going to take that big second-year jump. He looks strong. He looks fast. He has complete, this is people talking, not me just saying. This is what I've heard, players have said, even the Omar Kellys of the world who don't necessarily always have the most positive spin on Dolphins football, period. That's a conversation for another day. But even he is one of the ones saying he has complete command of this offense. He's controlling the huddle. He's putting the ball on a dime. He's hitting spots, so he's, you know, the big complaint last year is can he throw people open? Is he going to be able to throw people open? Can he get the ball downfield? Well, there's a deep touchdown about twice every day in 11-on-11s. This is padded and not padded. He's, according to Travis Wingfield, he's putting the ball on a dime. Or as Brian Dayball, his offensive coordinator, used to say, some quarterbacks, every quarterback can hit the broadside of a barn, some can hit the barn door, some can hit the door knob, Tua can hit the keyhole. So, 
I honestly have to pinch myself and realize that we're not. This is not going to all be for real until we see him play in season, you know, uh, week one against, you know, fully prepped competition and Bill Belichick in the squad. But man, it's so encouraging. I mean, you know, if he was having a piss poor time or bad practice, he would be all over the internet. The way that this fan base is so divided over Tua. And you've heard almost no negative stuff. Now, you'll have the stragglers here and there who are going to bring up the two interceptions he threw and how they were horrible. And it's based on what I'm seeing. If he throws six interceptions this year and has 20 touchdowns, I mean, sign me up. So he's going to have interceptions. He's trying stuff out. He's learning how what keyhole to put it in. And i just excited to see that there is clear, clear progress being made by Tua. And all signs point to he can be who we thought he was going to be when we made him the fifth overall pick. And tank for Tua and all that stuff was going on. And part of the reason that Tua looks so damn good is this: these wide receivers are balling. Um, Will Fuller hasn't made the field yet. That's another conversation. But he's going to make the roster regardless. But... His injury issues, I mean, it'd be nice to see him on the damn field. But Jalen Waddle looks electric. He's he's not just he's not just a burner, guys. He's he's great in traffic. He he has an incredible cut or point of the cut where he makes a move and he can just go from zero to a hundred real fucking quick and and not only that, in traffic, he comes down with the ball, too. So he's not just a guy we drafted to go straight line 100 miles an hour and put the top off the defense. He's going to be able to do that when we run four verts and stuff, but he can also run a drag route, catch it in traffic, and then burn up the field that way. And the way Tua puts the ball on a dime, he'll throw it before Waddle's even in the frame of the camera, and Waddle will be, will be there and catch it on his fingertips in stride. And there's no way in hell the guy guarding him is going to catch him. So he doesn't have to slow down at all, catch the ball, and then burn up the sideline for 30 yards before you can blink. It's just an electric situation. And they've they've really, from what I've heard and seen and read, they've really done a really magnificent job of setting this offense up to be designed for the players they have. I mean, you're going to have... A very, very, very accurate quarterback and a very, 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 very fast set of receivers who are going to be all over the field. And then you add in Devontae Parker, who can go up at the catch point. Gasecki can do the same thing. I mean, we've got a nasty little combination of the skill position on offense that I am so pumped to see in action. Now, there's a big caveat here and a pretty big disappointment is the offensive line is not coming to fruition or shape the way a lot of us thought it would. Solomon Kinley can't seem to be able to find first-team reps at left guard. Liam Eikenberg, who we all thought we'd traded up in the um, second round to pick um, as our right tackle, is playing left guard. Robert Hunt has moved inside to right guard, who and apparently he looks amazing. Michael Dieter is getting most of the reps at center, which you hear mixed reviews about him. I personally am excited to see what he can do. I trust this coaching staff. I'm going to be honest. I'm not as 
I'm not as negative as most Dolphins fans. I really trust Flores. I He has blown away my expectations for this team two years in a row now, so I have no reason to not trust his ability to get the right coaching staff in there to make sure players develop. So I'm not going to get too worried about the names that are on the offensive line. I'll get worried after they suck week one if that's the case. But I'm pointing this out to you because it is not what we expected. And it is a little bit worrisome that now it seems that Jesse Davis is going to be our blindside. Two was blindside protection at right tackle. Jesse Davis has been on this team for a while. He, in my opinion, his perfect position is a swing tackle. Off the bench guy. He's very, very versatile. He can play every position on the line. I just don't know if you want to... Go, if you're going to go for a Super Bowl run, I don't know if Jesse Davis is your right tackle for a Super Bowl run. I could be wrong, but I'm not sure. Now, one good thing that I'm hearing about Tua is he's really, really, he's doing a great job with his footwork at moving around the pocket and taking in, in taking what he can get and not panicking and and leaving the pocket too early. So that's going to be important with an offensive line that may be a little bit suspect. But if this team is going to take a deep run, we've got to hope that the five guys they put there are going to be decent in a couple Pro Bowl performances, those kinds of things. Now, if Dieter works out, I think you've got a good middle of your line with Eichenberg, Dieter, and Robert Hunt on the inside. So the running game, I think, is going to be okay as far as getting push. The pass protection is where I worry. Austin Jackson going to his second year needs to make a leap at left tackle. And then Jesse Davis knows what he's doing. I just don't know if he has the talent to be the starting blindside protector. But we shall see. And again... We have joint practices coming this week in Chicago. The team is actually off today and tomorrow for travel days, and they have joint practices Wednesday and Thursday with Chicago. And then the preseason game Saturday. This is where we're going to be able to see who they're thinking the starters will be. We'll get to see what kind of push or pull happens with the line, and it'll be a good representation of what we can expect with the line. Now, let's talk a little bit about the defensive side of the ball. Now, one school of thought you can have is, man, I is the offense only doing this because the defense is, is the secondary looks like shit or because Xavier Howard wasn't there, who, by the way, is now back. Um, back in practice, he signed a deal. Well, he they compromised, and now he added about, I think three and a half to four million dollars of incentives to his contract. So if he hits them all, he'll be right up there with Byron Jones and the 16.2 or 16.3 million dollars for the year. But either way, X is back. He's going to be back. No more holdout. This will all be put on pause until next year where probably the same thing will happen. But anyway, I digress. It's not the case that the secondary looks terrible. There are several practices where there's a big push and pull. There are definitely periods where the Defense is winning. Javon Holland, the rookie from Oregon, looks like a beast who is going to be the quarterback of that defense. He just He's always out there for the number one reps. He's not giving that spot up. Apparently, he's mastered 
the playbook. He's he knows where to be. He's a very smart kid. He's athletic. He's a ball hawk. He's gonna. I think he's gonna be just that typical Patriot style. You know, single high safety role that he's gonna relish and really become a staple for the Miami Dolphins defense. I believe that. The linebackers, Bernardrick McKinney looks like a run-stuffing beast. Um, Jerome Baker's all over the field. I mean, he is the epitome of a captain on that defense. And it's such a refreshing thing to see. He's such a good dude, too. He's he's so... He loves the game. It's clear he loves the game. And it makes you love the game even more watching him talk about it, play it. When he's mic'd up, it's just hilarious. Um... And I'm so glad they extended him. I mean, Jerome Baker made me my next jersey. I just, I love the guy. And I can't say enough about his leadership and what that's going to mean to this team. Um, Jalen Phillips has not been on the practice field yet. I honestly don't know what to think about that. I, It's not concussion related. He's out there running around and cheering with everybody, so I'm not sure. Who knows? Um, I'm just going to keep a positive outlook on him because he looks like an absolute monster out there. When he's in there... When they're huddled up and he has no pads on because he's not playing and everyone else has pads on, he's still towering over people. It's just ridiculous. So I have heard that he's been doing some of the... He is definitely not going to be just your hand-in-the-dirt rusher. He's actually going to be an outside linebacker hybrid type of Kyle Van Noy role, which will be great. I mean, I think he's going to be awesome at that role because he's such a beast and he's so athletic and quick. And if he's as smart as they say he is about you know, um, hot reads, coverages, those kinds of things. I think he can, you know, really thrive in that hybrid role of a defensive end line, outside linebacker type of situation. So even the defense, nothing to, nothing to worry about. I think, I know I predicted the Dolphins were going to win 12 games. I now am even more confident that this is a 12-ish win team and will make the playoffs. Now, how deep that run goes is going to matter. The offensive line is going to be a huge part of that. Injuries, of course, are going to come into play. So, you know, keep all that in mind. But there, Dolphins fans, this is a good time to start getting excited. I think for the first time in a long time, expectations are going to meet reality. And you're going to see a team that is going to be in the mix for AFC East, AFC um, maybe even in Super Bowl conversations come to the end of the year. And I can't wait. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Um, so, Dolphins, enjoy this time. Enjoy scrolling and reading all the positive things on Twitter. Try and, I think, uh, two of the three preseason games are going to be nationally televised. So try and watch those. Get a That's where you're really going to get a good feel of, you know, who's going to make this team and what this team could look like in the future. I'm telling you, you're going to want to see this offense work the first few series or plays with Tua and the boys because it has been electric. Um, have a great week. We'll be back at the end of this week for some more updates. Um, and we'll do a podcast after the Bears game just to kind of give a rundown. Uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks again for FL Teams for this opportunity. And thanks, Symbol, for sponsoring this little 15-ish minutes I give everybody every week. Fins up, baby.